0: The coronavirus outbreak shuts down Tesla's factory in China, and then the stock jumps more than 300 points in three days, before dropping more than 100 points yesterday. Could there be a secret group of Chinese investors manipulating the stock? Today, on Dumb Money Live. Good morning. Thank you for joining us for this special live broadcast. I'm Dave Hanson, joined as always by Chris Camillo and Jordan McLean. Together, we are Dumb Money, and today we're exploring the phenomenon that is Tesla stock. It's been on an insane run the past few weeks, hitting an all-time high of $968.99 on Tuesday, that days after the announcement that their new factory in Shanghai was being shut down because of the coronavirus. Now, Chris has a theory. You might call it a conspiracy theory the theory that perhaps the Chinese government is somehow manipulating the stock of Tesla and other stocks that are closely tied to China, stocks that might otherwise be dramatically lower right now because of the coronavirus. So, Chris, let's start with your theory. Could China really be manipulating Tesla's stock price?
1: Well, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. You know that, right? Yes. But (laughs) uh, there's just... Too much smoke here to ignore. So you're going to have to, yeah, all right. I'm going to take us back to 2015, the great Chinese market crash of summer of 15. You remember that Chinese market yeah. down 40%? Okay. So back in 15, um, you might or might not know that the Chinese government created something called the national team. The national team was created to prop up Chinese financial markets. So this is really interesting because-
0: And, and it, was, it was basically a, a group of financial institutions that were backed by, funded by the Chinese government.
1: State-owned financial brokers, okay? Now, this is not injecting money into the banking system. Every country does that. We do that. China does that. China just put, I think- 170 billion. I think it was actually over 200 billion in two days earlier this week. Obviously, with the coronavirus, that's to be expected, right? This is well, well beyond that. This is an actual team of state owned brokers who were designated to help prop up markets by purchasing individual stocks. Okay. Now, at the time, they helped. Uh, propel the Chinese market and prop it up from that. I think it was down 40% that summer. Uh, over the course of a few months since they started the national team, the market recuperated. I think it came back up 20 or 23%. So it was really successful. From what I understand, the national team was now intact and part of the Chinese government strategy to prop up markets during bad times, okay, and they've gotten a lot of flack for that over the years because the concept is when do they sell their stock, right? If they're buying all this stock, and could it have the opposite effect when they exit? Um, actually, the Chinese government has come out at times and committed to their people, "Hey, we won't, we won't sell anything until the market reaches, you know, this this level," uh, to kind of relieve those concerns. So that was two thousand fifteen. The whole
0: existence of this national team isn't really a secret. It is their version of the SEC reports on what they're doing. And and so it's very much kind of a a known thing with the Chinese stock market. Yes. And you sent me an article today that back in 2015, they actually owned 6% of all of mainland China's stock market, right? Right.
1: Think that I was that fifteen or two, thousand nineteen. I don't. I might have. Article
0: you said it was twenty fifteen, but that's probably roughly how much money they have to uh, to to play with.
1: Yes. So fast forward now. Okay, two thousand and nineteen. The national team is still at play. They're active. Uh, we have trade wars happening. Right earlier two thousand nineteen. Major trade wars. Uh, we, upon those trade wars, PetroChina and China Petroleum, two companies that are paramount to the Chinese economy, um, start to go down. And the national team gets in there, prop up both of the stocks. I think it was like midday uh, during the crash. They propped up both of those stocks and were able to cut the losses in half by the end of the trading day. So at that point in time, Um, It's pretty well known that the national team now owns thousands, thousands of Chinese stocks. I I don't know whether it's six percent or more of the Chinese stock market is actually owned by the Chinese national team, which just seems insane. Right. So um, knowing that now let's talk about Tesla. All right. 2018 one of the largest share owners in tesla i think they owned right at about five percent which i believe was the maximum limit at the time of of tesla for foreign-owned uh interest in tesla uh prior to disclosure was the saudi pif that's the saudi public investment fund right billions of dollars of tesla now you might recall that kind of famous quote from Elon Musk, which basically said that he had a buyer to take Tesla private. At $420 a share, he had a buyer, right? But evidently, he just said, no, I didn't want to take it you know, private at 420 dollars a share, which is significantly higher than what Tesla was trading at the time. Now, the Saudi PIF, from what we understand, completely freaked out. About all these rumors about them <laughs> taking Tesla private at $420 a share. It later came out that there was no formal agreement to take them private at $420 a share. There was not enough evidence. There were some conversations. Uh, the Saudi PIF, from what from what has been written, supposedly at that point in time completely pulled out of Tesla by hedging their shares. Okay. So by leveraging derivatives. They essentially exited Tesla at that, a few months after that whole thing happened with Elon saying that they were going to take him private at 420 a share. So at that point in time, his one of his largest investors, Saudi Arabia, they're out, right? They're out. He then starts taking a number of personal trips to China, right? Uh, over that time period, Tencent which is obviously one of China's largest companies, becomes a 5% owner in Tesla, okay? Elon is taking trip after trip to China. We later find out about the Shanghai factory that's actually, uh, which is quite an amazing feat. Somehow he was able to build this factory, this gigafactory in China, and like a year later is producing cars out of it, which was amazing, right? That entire operation was financed By China, okay? $2 billion of Chinese money to finance the factory. It's not only producing the three, okay? It's also producing the Tesla, the Y, okay? And beyond that, recently it's been announced that Elon is now going to design a car in China, a Chinese-designed Tesla, that will become... The Tesla for the world. Why does he need to do that? Well, China – listen, the Chinese public, they do, they, don't, they do not consume cars at price points of 70K plus, right? That, that's pretty obvious. The average car in, Tesla, in, in China, I think, goes for, what, $14,000? So he needs to redesign an entirely new form of car, a new form of Tesla for the Chinese market and for the rest of the world. That will be done in China, designed in China, produced in China – with Chinese parts, right? Also, by the way, the Model 3 now, as we recently learned, which is a big part of this run-up, is being produced with cheaper Chinese parts. So over the course of the past 12 to 14 months, we have seen Elon buddy up with China unlike anything any of us expected. He has now has probably the most prolific partnership we have ever seen between a U.S. company and China. And the degree to how strong that relationship is, we just don't even know, okay? So we have two things happening. We have over the course of the past five years, the Chinese national team, which essentially has a mandate to prop up the Chinese stock market and Chinese interest, okay, in financial markets. Meanwhile, over the course of the last year, we have Elon Musk developing what has become the strongest partnership an American company has ever had with the Chinese government. To where China, as we know, let's put it at a third thing China has already said they want to be the world leader in electrification. Period. China has made that a mandate, right? So we have.
0: Go ahead. Just just this week with with everything going on, Chinese state media confirmed that the national team is standing by with the equivalent of $14 billion uh, U.S. to plow back into the stock market if necessary. The Financial Times says that traders at three brokerages confirmed they've received guidance from the China Securities Regulatory Commission telling them to limit stock sales and refrain from betting against the market and this kind of selling. Not the kind of thing that our SEC would come out and say, but do you think that this national team is behind the Tesla stock rise and fall? Or do you think it's perhaps another group of even more mysterious investors?
1: There's nothing, listen, there's nothing else out there. Okay, so, so let, but, but let's just add fuel to the fire. Okay, let's, let, what is the spark that created this? Coronavirus, obviously, right? Coronavirus, and by the way, I, I have been trading for 30 years, okay? I've been in the market trading for 30 years, and I could count on one hand the number of times that the market has just been completely oblivious to tail risk, okay? Um, Tail risk, we talked about this in our last live episode, black swans, right? It is blowing my mind, the degree to which financial markets are just completely ignoring this tail risk. The one entity which is not ignoring tail risk right now is China, okay? They see what's happening with coronavirus. They are upfront, they have the real data, they're seeing it in real time. They know exactly how big this tail risk is, not just for China, but for the entire world, right? And I believe, and I don't think it's a far stretch, that their number one priority right now is protecting Chinese interest. And where Chinese interest five years ago used to be just protecting Chinese companies, Chinese oil, the Chinese market. In 2020, Chinese interest encompass American companies that are now – essentially partnered with China. The three biggest companies I could think of that are most closely partnered with China in 2020 are Tesla, Las Vegas Sands, and wind casinos. For those of y'all that are not familiar with Macau, uh, Macau is as of 1999 is a Chinese owned entity that like Hong Kong Will be completely controlled by China in 2049 like, or some 2042, right? Um, but Macau is the future of China. Macau is essentially operated almost exclusively by Las Vegas Sands and Win, two American companies.
0: And those American companies, by the way, uh, I know that Win gets 69% of its revenue from China. Uh, It has probably the greatest exposure among U.S. companies, uh, according to a Morgan Stanley report. Uh, Las Vegas Sands, I think, gets 65 percent of its revenue from China. Yes. So so
1: we have this coronavirus, which, again, massively just ignored by U.S. financial markets. But China knows exactly the risk there. And they are taking extreme measures, extreme measures, starting this last Monday, really last week, going into last, this last Monday, to protect Chinese interest. I believe the national team is a big part of that. China has what they disclose and they have what they don't disclose. We know what <laughs> we only know what we've been told about the national team. We have no idea what we haven't been told about the national team and how many billions to tens of billions of dollars they are spending to prop up anything that China deems to be a Chinese interest. Okay, And I don't know how, unless you're wearing blindfolds, you could ignore the fact that Tesla is a huge Chinese interest right now. Tesla is the future of electrification Tencent is their largest shareholder, to my knowledge. I don't know how many other Chinese-owned companies, Chinese-owned brokers, Chinese investors are now major owners of Tesla as of this last Monday, thanks in part to the national team, which is backed by Chinese government money. I am saying that I believe that this last run-up in Tesla was fueled in a large part with Chinese money, because I don't know of any other money that would have propelled it to the extent that it's been propelled this last week. And I know everyone's talking about short sellers, short squeeze, let's talk about that.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear, check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner, check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Tesla, yes, it was one of the most shorted stocks, right, in the world. But understand that a big part of Tesla's short position was convertible note hedging. Right on that big raise they had to do last year, that multi billion dollar raise. Probably all of that raise that they did last year was hedge with short positions, right? And it's already been written about, I think as of two days ago, that a lot of those shorts haven't even covered because there's no reason to cover. They're essentially market neutral shorts on Tesla, all right? They had convertible notes. Right. That are simply are balancing out the short position. So the short position on Tesla is not as big as everyone thinks it is. Maybe as much as 40 percent or more of the short position is market neutral and never needs to be covered. Right. So I'm not saying that short covering wasn't a big part of this. But what pushed that short covering? And a lot of that started on Monday, which has happened to be the big day when China, it looks like, gave the green light to their national team to start protecting Chinese interest. $170 billion thrown into the Chinese banking system, the national team going full force. What else happened on Monday? Completely – and you can talk about this, Dave – the most irrational movement I have ever seen in 30 years behind win – and Las Vegas Sands, the two companies that stand to lose the absolute most from this China lockdown, had been essentially going up every single day. Every really single in day.
0: complete disbelief that we were watching that happen. And you know, part of it is that the the Chinese the companies in the casino space that are heavily influenced by Chinese revenue. Uh, they had gone down because the China. China's economy <clears throat> has pulled back anyway, and so that that kind of is is a way to explain, but it makes no sense that on that day, those stocks were, were not only just holding tight, but they were actually going up when it made zero sense. They were shutting down casinos for weeks.
1: Mind-boggling. The day that they actually announced that Macau was shutting down the casino for two weeks, yeah, two weeks. Is there anybody in the... Anybody in this universe that believes they're only shutting the casinos down for two weeks? Do you think two weeks from now, coronavirus in China has dissipated and everyone lets rush to Macau to go gamble at casinos? Are you out of your freaking mind? Those casinos will be lucky to open up in two months, much rather less two weeks. The entire quarter... The, their revenue might be down 80 to 90 percent in China, which is 60 to 70 percent of their overall revenue for the entire next quarter, and their stocks are going up. Granted, their stocks were down 15% or so on the initial coronavirus news a couple a few weeks ago, but they're still that was off of like 52-week all-time highs, okay? They're still trading at the high range of their all-time norms and this is the most catastrophic thing to ever happen to these two companies who on earth is propping up these stocks i wonder who i wonder who
0: who could, could it, afford to could it be it's right? definitely not uh, individual retail investors like us and i can't imagine a hedge fund is making that move right now there's there's no, no there's no reason hell no <laughs> All right. So,
1: let's <laughs> sorry,
2: that. Go ahead. so Tesla, uh, also something else happened on Friday. What was that? Earnings. So uh, they had a really good earnings. Oh, um, their earnings were
1: not really good.
2: What are you they talking were. about? The second time they've been profitable since they've started, right? So oh, you're, talking about, you're talking
1: about the casinos or Tesla?
2: you are about Tesla. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. I thought you were yeah, talking Tesla about Las Vegas Friday. Okay, I'm sorry. So yeah. Las Vegas Sands also had earnings this last week. So oh. me.
2: yeah, yeah, no. So Tesla had earnings on Friday, and they were really positive, right? The other thing that we know though is that uh, Elon gets a bonus on his stock if it stays above like four hundred dollars, right? Um, that's one of the that's one of his exec cop bonuses. So if, if it stays above like four hundred and fifty dollars and he gets like nine hundred
1: million dollars. But again Elon's not propping it up, right? It's not him that can yeah,
2: do it. He's that. not propping it up, right? But he's got an interest for it to stay propped up. So
1: he has an interest and I don't wanna say all right, I listen, I don't want to say that Elon would do anything like that. But I mean China. Let's put it this way: Do we all agree that it's in China's interest to increase their, to add to their friendship with Elon? Right? Is, is that all? It, it's in
2: yeah, China. You got a confluence of factors, right? So you've got you've got earnings that were really good. You've got um, you've got obviously probably China's propping it up a little bit, but you combine those two things, right? You increase the amount that people are buying with a small short squeeze. Yeah, conflicts
1: like the factors that drove it through the roof. Here's the difference. I don't think China's don't think propping it up a little bit. I think China is propping it up at an unprecedented rate. Have you seen the volume turnover in Tesla week? They've been trading 35 to 40 billion dollars of stock a day. 35 to 40 billion It was not that long ago that Tesla, the entire valuation was $35 to $40 billion. It's trading $35 to $40 billion turnover every day. That means the entire market cap of that stock has been turned over from one set of investors to another set of investors, right? Who are the new investors? Who are the new investors, the marginal buyers of Tesla at five, six, seven, $800, $900 Eight $900 at $30 billion a day. Who could that be? Who has that much money? Who has that much liquidity right now to be the marginal buyers of Tesla? I know of one entity that could do it and do it easily, and I can't think of any other. I don't think it's retail trade. Listen, retail traders were part of it. Were there a few thousand people through Robinhood that bought Tesla for the first time this week? I think I was seeing some reports of that. Of course there were right. Of course there were, um, yeah. but <laughs> they're not. Those guys are not moving thirty to forty billion dollars of Tesla stock a day for the last four days in a row.
2: Don't. I've you also know. read. I've in, also. In, read, and I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that I've also read that institutionals are looking at Tesla right now because there's really no other large cap stock that has the ability for the green play, right? And so there's really nowhere else to put your money for green energy. For, you know, Jordan,
1: going that's going been the solar going in EVs. Jordan, that's been the case for the last two years. Right. Nothing's changed. Yeah, they had a decent earnings report. Yeah, they're doing well in China. But you know what else is happening to Tesla? Their factories are shut down. They can't deliver cars (laughs) in China. They just announced this morning their their dealerships are shut in China. Like they can't even produce this whole Shanghai They might not sell cars in China for five more months. That literally shut down.
0: They're they're, they're out of business in China. And we don't know. We have no idea when it will get better for them in China.
1: Oh, oh, forget about that. How about the fact that just car parts in general, where do most car parts come from? China, Ford, Toyota just announced that they're looking for car parts for their cars. Otherwise, they might have to shut down production. Um uh, Hyundai shut down production in Korea, right? Because they can't get parts out of China. Guess who else has parts out of China? Tesla. They can't even get parts for their cars right now. Yet they're going. They're at seven, eight, nine hundred dollars a share. Insanity. In sanity. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, I'm not against Tesla at all. Like, I have no issues with Tesla. I actually love a lot of the stuff that Tesla does. I'm not even saying that Tesla was a bad investment at 350, at 400, maybe in 450, maybe even 500, right? But like, what like, what the hell is going on and why is no one talking about this story of who's behind this? And what does it actually mean long-term? Because that's what we want to talk about today. What does this mean long-term? Because I know I'm gonna look at the, I'm gonna look at these comments coming in in a minute, but when earnings are tonight, right? When earnings are tonight, I do have win puts I have been trading win puts. I've gotten killed on some of them. Can I even – should I even own puts going into tomorrow with earnings night? Because does anything even matter anymore if China – if, if the China national team has a mandate to, yeah. to protect Chinese interests, protect Macau interest, protect the automotive – the parts makers, the automotive
0: – like Tesla, win – Las Vegas sands, Does anything matter? What it could makes be- it impossible to know if anything matters? It's 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 an insane world where if you can have a, a government controlling our stocks, how how are we supposed to know what to do?
1: I, 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 you just have as traders, you have to understand this. So
0: on- because the, hand- the thing is, when when Tesla was at nine hundred, there was an analyst that came out that said it should be at seven thousand. Very next day, it drops twenty percent, but it's still up over seventy percent for the year, one hundred and forty percent for the past twelve months.
1: Yeah. Listen. Well, it's
0: up eight percent a
2: day for no reason, right? So that's pretty fishy. In- well, that's 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 just the
0: craziness of this yeah. market.
1: Okay, who do we think sold Tesla when it dropped sixty points? Right. Listen, uh, listen, that's just a technical thing, right? Tesla ran from four hundred to nine hundred and sixty bucks a share. By the way, for those of y'all that follow me on Twitter, uh, at Chris Camillo, you will see that I posted my Tesla short. I shorted Tesla through, um, through puts when it was at like 960 a share. I, I just, pure luck, pure luck, right? I, I, I bought those puts at 12,000. I sold them just about an hour ago for 25,000. So it was a really nice trade. I also bought uh, numerous other Tesla puts uh, while it was in the 800s, the upper 700s. I've now exited all of my Tesla short position. It was a great trade. So
0: you are out of your Tesla puts?
1: You don't want to know know how much money I made? I think I I made about uh, $60,000, $70,000. I made enough money shorting Tesla in the last two days to buy a Tesla just kidding! I'm gonna buy a Bronco, but <laughs> that's what I want. But um, I did make enough money to buy a Tesla off my Tesla puts this week, which is cool. Listen, I, I actually loved. I love Tesla, guys. I, I love. I love the company. I love what they're doing. I don't know if it's good or bad here at 700 bucks a share or whatever it's at right this moment in time. But
0: I don't know if we'll ever see it. But I actually want a Cyber Truck.
1: You're nuts, Dave. That is the <laughs> ugliest I've ever seen. Uh, but I do I do like Tesla. I, here's the thing, guys. What do we do right now? Because I think we're looking at – I haven't slept in five days. I, yeah, you know this because you guys get articles. You guys get stuff from me at 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning that I'm shooting over to you. I think that we are looking at tail risk in the market right now from coronavirus. The reports are coming out all through the day, all through the night. Just supplier after manufacturer like China is in. it's like a slow motion. China is literally the entire continent. It's shutting down. It is actually slowly shutting down 24 hours a day. I can't even imagine. I'm so nervous this weekend. What happens when Shanghai gets put on lockdown on Sunday or next Tuesday or Wednesday? What happens if Beijing gets put on lockdown? What happens when the entire continent, when Singapore, when Hong Kong, when Japan, like what happens if the entire continent puts on lockdown and all manufacturing essentially gets shut down? Can you even comprehend that? That's at a point when not even a government, even not even China and the U.S. can even support markets at that point. The tail risk. Your tail risk is when you have a standard deviation that's like over 3x, right? What the normal standard – a move that's over 3x your standard deviation. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but you can't say that there's not a small risk of that happening. Do you agree? I don't call it 3%, 5%, 8%. I don't know what the percentage is. It is yeah,
2: mind-blowing to me that – This word here is that slowing down, right? So the, the death rates not slowing down. The infection rates not slowing down. Those things are pretty scary. Um, on the converse side, though, there's really wh- where else are you going to put your money, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, you're going to see some quarterly earnings drop. Um, are you going to uh, how big of a long-term issue is this going to be? I, I mean, you I think
0: it for- could be a huge long-term issue. I don't think we we have any idea what the impact is going to be. And I am frankly shocked that nobody has come out and like caused market panic. Just last night, Chris is not kidding. He actually sends us texts uh, all night long. Uh, but th- this one right here was was him telling me that the uh, first market negative sell side report that I've seen on the coronavirus, the headline on this one, JP Morgan cuts equities in asset allocation on virus fallout. It was a Bloomberg article um, basically recommending reining in portfolio risk with a cut in active equity weights from from uh, 7% down to 5% and an increase in corporate bonds from minus 5 to minus 7, from minus 7 to minus right.
2: 5. It's the first time saying- that, that a U.S. analyst has
0: actually said, oh, we might be reevaluating things because of the coronavirus. Until, until now, everyone is pretending everything's fine. Right, so basically they came out and said
2: we are overweight on stocks, but just a little bit less overweight, right? That's all they're saying. We went from seven to 5% overweight on stocks and then shift that money a little bit to bonds. I mean, there's no money to be made in bonds. So what, what's the, well, well the,
0: and that and was a very minor adjustment that they made right. to their portfolios. Super but cool. the quote here is JP Morgan sees a significant chance of unexpected reacceleration of new coronavirus cases as factories reopen in China and more people come into contact with each other, if the factories fail to reopen, the economic impact could prove much more severe. So finally, someone said that. And until now, everything's been smooth sailing. And I haven't I haven't adjusted my portfolios. I haven't really protected myself, but I know that this could be huge or it could be nothing.
1: Guys, mark my words, all right? I'm not saying anything's going to happen, but we could be. One one news story away, one news event away, that news event could be Beijing's getting put on lockdown. It could be China coming out and saying we have 10,000 new cases today instead of 3,000 new cases. It could be we have 50 new cases in the U.S., uh, in New York, in California. It could be the first person the U.S. dies from this. We could be one news story away from hitting a tipping point where the sentiment goes from Uh, which is just like SARS, we'll get over it. It's just going to be a temporary thing to, whoa, oh shit. Is this, is this, wait, wait, we should maybe pay attention to this. And then you can, you could just see the entire market start to unravel. And that, and if that happens over the course of a weekend, when people have time to just think about it and there's tension because you have multiple days, right. Of new stuff coming out. You could see a 1, thousand fifteen hundred point move in the market in an instant with how high we are right now. Yeah, and,
0: and which is let's let's talk about what we're doing. I haven't done anything yet, but I'm not planning to sell my stocks. I love the stocks that I'm in long term, uh, but there are <laughs> some that would be very uh, susceptible to coronavirus. So for me, it's it's looking at some sort of. Uh, kind of medium, longer-term puts on the S&P or or something that kind of mirrors my portfolio. What about you, Chris?
1: Okay, so interestingly, I've changed my strategy over the past week, right? Last week, I was all about shorting Las Vegas Sands, uh, Wynn. Now, I have this eerie suspicion that the stocks that China has an interest in protecting – are the stocks that might actually oddly do best in this scenario because they have money getting pushed into them for no reason other than China does not want to see those companies get destroyed. By the way, I want to mention this one thing I forgot earlier. Both Las Vegas Sands and Wynn have both recently committed to each spending $2 billion in Macau to renovate and build new properties. Macau is re Renovating one of their hotels to be the new Londoner. They're going to build out a Four Seasons. They're going to build out a St. Regis. Um, another two billion by win. this whole thing is so friendly. We're going to spend billions of dollars on Macau. We need to keep our stock healthy. You know, like uh, China is like supporting their stock prices. Right? Like it's just there's way too much smoke. There's way too much self interest um, for me not to believe that they're going to continue to prop up those stocks. That said, I do have a, a put on win. I just can't help myself. It's just, it just it's insane. Not like I just have to, right? I just I have to. I feel like
0: you're betting against the Chinese government. Is that what I'm hearing right now?
1: I, even though I know I shouldn't because they're against me. But mainly the main thing that I'm doing, guys, is I'm not selling any of my portfolio uh, because I do love everything I'm in but I am buying just, I'm just buying market puts. I'm buying puts on spy. I'm buying them weekly right now. I'm, I'm contemplating right now. I have puts that expire tomorrow. I did very well on those puts last week, by the way, on those that when the markets wrote down 600 points on Friday, I continue to think that the market is going to get nervous before the weekend, just like last week, especially after this run we've had. So I have a significant amount of puts going that expire tomorrow. Uh, I hope, you know, I, I hope people wake up to what's happening, and you know maybe we get a little rush, a little downdraft in the market. But I'm going to protect myself with just market puts, probably week to week, quite honestly, and that's it. I mean, listen, it's going to cost me money, and I hope coronavirus is not as bad as it seems. And the market continues to rally, and if it does, it's just the cost of doing business. It's the cost of having a portfolio that is the vast majority of portfolios in equity. Um, but there's tail risk. I'm not willing to take a massive, massive uh, dump in the market over the weekend. I have to protect those interests.
0: And how about you, Jordan?
2: Yeah, so I'll look out for you know opportunities to, to buy puts where it makes sense, but probably not too much. And really just look for buying opportunities, I think is the biggest thing for me right now. So if we see the market take a dip uh, on Friday, um, maybe buy then, maybe watch over the weekend, see what happens on Monday. From what I understand, though, there's so much, Free cash out there right now that's just waiting to be invested. That all these little dips are going to get bought up. So you got to you got to jump.
1: You, 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 Jordan just sounds like CNBC like what right now. <laughs> wow. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. That that is the that is the sentiment of the market. Um, I will talk about one stock that I doubled down on and I have a huge position on them already. I doubled down on them this week. Because I just don't care. I just I need to have twice as much as I've had the past two years. Amazon, all right. Uh, Amazon is my largest long-term position. I've had it since three hundred bucks a share. It's I've made seven figures for me over the past few years, uh, and I doubled down on my Amazon position because Jeff be- You know I think Amazon will be at twenty three hundred right now if it weren't for Jeff Bezos selling what did he sell two billion dollars of stock in the last week?
0: Yeah, It's it's the second or third time that he's made a significant sale of stock, but it's it not tied to anything well, about Amazon. It's tied yeah. to this is just what you Amazon have to do Amazon because, Amazon because Amazon you can't Amazon. keep it forever. No no like, yep, F- sort of,
2: million, right yeah
1: eagle he used to like model rockets as a kid he still does it now it costs him billions of dollars though right so so he said he, he's gonna take a few billion every year for both his rocket company and for his new girlfriend, right, and for whatever else he's doing, he's You see him in his fancy, like his like silver outfits and stuff he wears now. Like, have you yeah. seen he dresses like? I hope it's just a phase, but but he's gonna take a few billion every year, and he does it this time of year, right? And so he just he listen, he just did it. He took his money out. He's. I think it's still going on right now. It's probably the whole week. He's gonna take a few billion out. It's 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 a major downer for Amazon stock price action. Uh, but I'm taking advantage of it, man. I'm, I'm doubling down this week in Amazon. I'm actually doing it through call options because of this whole, you know, if the if we have a catastrophe in the market that's broad based, I don't want to lose half a million in Amazon over the next few weeks. I'd rather lose 50K at a time. So I'm basically doubling my position in Amazon, which has been a thousand shares to 2000 shares. I'm doing it through uh, options so I, I purchase options they expire every week and once i feel comfortable that the coronavirus thing is behind us i'll just i'll just uh, exercise those options in the chairs so i can start the time clock on my long-term gains of course.
0: And I just want to remind everyone that we, we are watching uh, the comments. I'm going to try to flash as many of them on the screen as I can. Uh, we'll try to respond to some through the video. If you're watching live, uh, if you're watching the replay of this, be sure you leave a comment for us. We will respond to every single one in writing. Um, but we'll take questions. We're going to try to keep this uh, this going for an hour. We've been on for, for 40 minutes now almost. So, yeah. Um, what yeah, are your thoughts about the the, uh,
1: the thing that's going to end this live broadcast is we have to start filming an episode of Dumb Money. We have the coolest company we're meeting with, and you'll see it, I guess, in a couple weeks on Dumb Money, but they're meeting us right here, so I'm going to shut down this episode in about 20 minutes, and and we got to- And I'm of- going to
0: have to yeah. drive there, because I'm 15 minutes away from you are. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> So, what do you see any comments that are interesting, Jordan, Dave?
0: Uh, so, somebody mentioned floating, uh, a, floating exactly. a lot of them on the screen. Uh, the virus, if it takes off, um, people will lock themselves in their homes, which will cause a massive recession. Do you see that happening? 100% it's going to happen. Do I see
1: it happening? Have you
0: not seen China's economy has already been slowing down. And you sent me the article last night about how they're now kind of like, oh, we're, we're going to have to uh, lower our tariffs because we, we need people to take our stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean guys, look, just, just, just look at what's happening in China right now. People are frightened. This let's oh, let's talk about last week's episode. We talked about uh, the ability, this virus. You can transmit the virus right? With asymptomatic, which is huge. The, 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 the incubation period lasts as long as 14 days. That's why you have people stuck on a cruise ship for 14 days in Japan, right? Um, when you have those scenarios, under, we're not going to learn anything anytime soon. Jordan, do you see this like reaching a tipping point in the next few days where it starts to get better? How does that even happen? Like I, I don't, with, with, with the incubation period being as long as it is, Right? Like, how does, would that even happen?
2: Yeah. So, what they're trying to do, so basically, what China is trying to do is they're trying to lower the infection rate by isolating people, right? And so they're locking down cities, making curfews, things like that. Because if you let this thing go in the wild, we've seen that the transmission rate's four or better, or I guess worse, really. Well, but
1: well, put, and put that lock you, people down. Frame that. How bad is that? Because we, we talked about this a lot this week. How bad is that?
2: It's really bad. Like it's it's worse than anything that we've seen except for maybe like the measles, right? Um, So you haven't seen anything like this in our lifetimes.
1: Uh, And and talk about not not just the death rate. The death rate is debatable. The death rate is anywhere between two and eight percent. There's theories. I mean,
2: higher, right? We don't know. That's it. That's the other thing that really bothers me is we're claiming like a three or four percent death rate, but if you look at the numbers we've got like what 5 or 600 people that are dead and we've got only 800 people have actually been healed right and so the death rate's i don't think we're going to know what it is for a while now
0: yeah and i saw this morning that uh, bill and melinda gates are putting like some crazy 100 million dollars towards finding a vaccine for this virus
1: and and, and let's not forget we can't trust the Chinese numbers, right? I mean, that's obvious, right? But this is just what they're telling us. Um, I've seen studies this week uh, that people were tracking the, 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 cre- the cremation facilities in China, uh, looking at the capacity of how many people they could cremate a day. And there are reports that they're having to work 24 hours a day, and that they're actually have bodies lining up, they can't even keep up with the bodies coming in. And it's really hard to believe that the death rate is not actually higher. I don't want like I'm not gonna have conspiracy theories there, but let's just say can we agree that we just don't know? We don't know. And, and so there's
0: we, no way to know, and you can't really trust the information that's coming out of China.
1: You know what's so funny? Any other time we haven't known something, even if the two outcomes were both good, if we didn't know which good outcome was gonna happen, the market freaks out.
0: Yes, because the <laughs> yeah, market is uncertainty right of any kind. Cares. <laughs> makes no sense. We're living in a weird alternate universe right now. It's like we're in the upside down.
1: There, there's only one thing that makes sense in that you have the second largest economy in the world government pumping money to support that insanity. That's the only thing that would make sense. And that's why we're doing this episode. There is, so, there is a power here that is so big and influential. And by the way, who knows how long they might be able to support this thing throughout the entire, the world could fall apart and they could just might just keep printing money and buying stocks. Who, who knows. Right. And that's, what's kind of scary as a trader is you can't really trust the system anymore. Yeah. Government- and,
0: and on the other side too, M. Mm-hmm. Lee just commented the death rate could be a lot lower too. We don't know how many people got infected that so didn't true. report it. You know, we yeah. don't, we just, there's not good information on this. And that's the kind of thing that, Traditionally, would make the stock market crater because it needs to know what's going on. Anytime there's uncertainty, the stock market. It, when when it's a weekend and people don't know what might happen over the weekend, the stock market went down last weekend.
1: So so true. Um, we just we just don't know. Uh, I think what we do know is this is not the flu. You know, a lot of people are out there saying, "Oh, it's the flu is worse." No, it's not because what we do know is that this if this virus was fully global as the flu is you're not going to see 20,000, 30,000 deaths in the U.S. You're going to see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands, it's not millions of deaths, if this was fully global, which is obviously not yet. I think the best way, I mean, there have been some published reports by virologists. There's only a few ways that this can end. And really the best way that this is end ends is through containment. So containment, wouldn't you agree, Jordan, is really the best case scenario here?
2: Yeah, Which is why people are being isolated. It's why airlines are shutting down flights to China um, and then you let it run its course. Um, it's-
1: yeah, so the big question, the thing that I'm looking for every day, 24 hours a day, is the degree to which I feel this is contained. The problem is that helps us here in America, but it really doesn't help us if it's contained to China because yeah. without China, we are all screwed. I mean, we, I mean, we need... I mean even if you said there's not a single case outside of China the market is dead in the water like if China is yeah, if I mean, this is going to yeah. China we're done
2: everybody's so, uh, all these public companies their valuations are based on future growth of China right and so if yeah. that doesn't happen it's a big problem
1: well, well no no I'm not even talking about that like we need even american companies that not aren't even counting on selling in China we still get our parts from China. Yeah. We get our, like, we need,
0: <laughs> we need China. <laughs> where's, where's my phone going to come from? Yeah. It, right? Like, I look around me, everything Everything that I see, my, my computer, my camera, everything, maybe even this coffee mug. Uh, no, Indonesia. But we need China.
1: Yeah. So, so um, all I'm saying, guys, is understand tail risk. Go out. We said it last week. Read Black Swan by Nassim Taleb. Just understand, be able to frame the risk here. Um, And and just be aware that your portfolio, in in a type of tail risk like this, there's a real risk of your portfolio taking a hit that is not single digits. It could be 20, 30, 40, 50%. I mean, I look at my equity portfolio, and every day I look at it and go, am I willing to live with a 50% haircut? Am I willing to live with that? Because that is a real possibility. And if you look at your equity portfolio and you're not willing to live with a 50% haircut, then you better learn how to hedge your portfolio in situations like this and be willing to pay the price because hedging is not cheap. I hedged you know, in 2008 um, during the great market crash. I amazingly was able to hedge about a quarter through that crash. I fully hedged. And thank God, it was expensive, but it saved me at least fifty percent of of my losses were saved because of that. But it's really expensive to hedge. That's what people don't appreciate. Like I'm spending probably fifty thousand dollars a week to hedge my portfolio until I feel comfortable uh, with the tail risk of coronavirus. So, you know, that's just something we need to think about. Uh, What else we got, Dave? Anything in here?
0: I'm 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 trying to read through some comments here. Uh, production it- of lithium-ion batteries will be difficult. Could
1: could it trigger 2000? Guys, listen. I don't. I'm not trying to get too fancy with my stock picks here. You know, there's a lot of companies you could say would do bad or would you know do better in this scenario. If you want to pick who's going to get slaughtered, there's no two companies on earth that are going to get slaughtered worse than than LVS and Wynn, casinos, right? 70% of their revenue comes from Macau. And Macau, guys, is shut down. That you can stay in the hotel if you want. The restaurants are pretty much shut down. The casino floor is shut down for two weeks. I believe it will be shut down for months. Um, So how about that? Yeah. 70% of your portfolio, uh, 70% of your, your revenue Just gone for as long as this virus lasts. It never even has to make its way to the U.S. Not at all. It could just stay right there in China. And these companies are just going to have to write down their revenue by 70 percent. Just think about that.
0: Um, Early early on, we were thinking, could these uh, casinos have an insurance policy against some catastrophic event like this? And it's possible, but who okay. could even underwrite that, right? Las Vegas Sands
1: claimed that they did not. Now, Wynn has earnings tonight. I'm going to be, it'll be interesting. I wonder if if the government shuts down, which they did, uh, the casino operations, if that would trigger insurance. Maybe that is Perhaps. part of the reason why Wynn is being supported. I don't know. You think they would have came out and had a, rep- they should have come out and publicly issued a report if that was the case.
0: Or maybe they're waiting for earnings, knowing that that this is their time to release news about what's going on with their company. Yeah, correct.
2: Reporting standards that we've got, right? Um, oh, it's an, yeah.
1: No American, I know. No, it's no, an American company. I mean, like it's yeah. It's just it, the whole thing is odd. I, I'm looking forward to that conference call today. And I just can't keep myself from not having puts on win right now, even though I know I'm probably gonna get slaughtered. Because no matter what happens tonight, the national team is gonna come in and support the stock in the morning. I, it's like I'm a, a glutton for punishment here. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my win my puts on win. And I'm go, because win is more leverage than LVS. Okay, so like LVS has so much cash. Uh, but Wynn is actually leveraged, so I think they're more susceptible. Um, if, the, if, like, China decides to stop propping them up or if I'm just being ridiculous about this whole thing, um, at some point, Wynn could crash 20%, 30% like, like that, right? Um, and then I'm just going to continue to protect my portfolio with puts on uh, the s and just puts on SPY because it's, it's highly liquid. Um, and I, when, I have, when I trade derivatives, I always go for the most liquid option. That's my plan. That's what I'm going to do. Hey. So we're going to end this thing in a few minutes here. And then oh. we'll go so is our meeting there? Am, my, I, meeting. am I late for our meeting? Um, and uh, we are going to set up for them too. So any other questions here that we think can uh, – let's see. Uh, what do we think about Carnival Cruise Stock? Man, it's, it's like right there behind the casino stocks. I think those things – I, I, I might just throw a, little, throw a little money behind those, too, in terms of puts or shorting them. I think there might
2: be a good idea. I mean, who wants to shove themselves in a tin can with a bunch of strangers after this whole outbreak,
1: right? Nobody. Oh, by the way, guys, what do you think on the news this weekend? You know that, Japan, that ship in Japan? You know there's going to be so much footage. Those people are stuck in rooms. They won't even let them leave the rooms, I heard. Oh, a lot true. of those rooms don't have windows. Imagine being in a windowless room. For 14 days, you know, people are going to be airing videos nonstop, right, <laughs> from that cruise ship, and it's going to freak people out. And like, I, I think that could be a net negative for cruise. I might throw some. Do
0: you think? Do you think they, the, they're going to keep the internet on on the cruise ship so that people can air those videos, or just has, just shut the whole thing down? No,
1: I think they're at port, Dave. I don't think they need. They have internet through cell towers. I think they. they well, how, I think, yeah,
0: they're close enough to the port. I guess. I don't know. I don't know where they are right now. Listen.
1: Again, I want to say we're not predicting something terrible to happen. All we're saying is that if you think you know the outcome of this, you're just you're crazy. I don't care what the what you hear on CNBC. I don't care what these people are saying. Anyone that claims that they think they know the outcome, that this is just going to blow over in a couple of weeks and everything's going to go back to normal like it always does, like it did with SARS, like it did with Zika, like it did with that, it might. It very mm-hmm. well might. In fact, it probably will, but we don't know that. And so.
2: Let's say that there's a 5% chance of it going very south, right? Well, that 5 Are you willing? to ignore the risk that there's a five percent chance of you losing half of your
1: portfolio which could easily easily from these levels of where we're trading today could easily happen i mean
0: you're making me nervous you're making me need to get online right now and start like buying my insurance policy um which probably is some s p puts
1: you know what dave i want to make you nervous because i'm sitting here 24 hours a day getting so freaking angry that everyone else is so calm. Um, and listen, I, I get it. Like, I get it. But you you have to be realistic about this stuff. Like, this is people's money. This is my money. And, like, I can't just sit here and be like, everything's fine. No one's freaking out on CNBC, so why should I freak out, right? Like, yeah. like no. I, listen, I played that game. I've been in the market for 30 years, and I know how quickly it, this thing can turn.
0: So luckily dumb money exists and you no longer need CNBC because you have us in our talking head boxes, giving you all kinds of opinions that you'd never see on CNBC.
1: Hey, can, disclaimer, we are not financial advisors. No, do we not are not. financial decisions based on what we're saying. We are telling you what we're doing. Uh, we do this for education and for entertainment and you make your own decisions. You meet with your own financial advisor. We don't know what your risk tolerance is. We don't know what your portfolio looks like. We're not going to tell you what to do with your money. We're, this is just what we're doing with our money, and you know what? We work really, really hard for our money, and this is stuff that keeps us up at night. And I can't imagine that it's not keeping anyone else up at night unless they're being naive about it. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm I have like eight different coronavirus bots on Twitter that are alerting me 24 <laughs> hours a day. I get those stats at 5:15 Eastern every day of the, uh, you know, the number of infected, the number of deaths. And like, I, they're still going up every single day. It is, And by the way, the, the amount of misreporting that I'm seeing, like on CNBC and other channels about just stats that are just literally being misinterpreted, misreported, it is mind boggling. That, that people are getting away with
0: this. Are you ready to talk about a startup app now, Jordan, and Dave? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to probably be a little late to that meeting, but uh, I will, we're going to shut this I'm down too late and late, you
1: you want half
0: an hour too late.
1: Yeah, you got half an hour to get here. Cause you're going to like this company, Dave, what's coming up on our next episode uh, of dumb money.
0: So, um, we are going to do a, a very interesting non-live episode. Uh, we're going to try to air it on Tuesday. We're exploring a new way to make money that has absolutely zero downside risk. Tuesday, noon Eastern, 9 Pacific.
1: We got some cool stuff coming up this month. And by the way, we need to take an LA trip. I got like six hot startups in LA that we got to go meet with out there, Dave. I, we have so much cool stuff happening right now. Yep. Um, You know what? If this thing gets crazy, we might do another live over the weekend. Who knows? We might be back here. We will definitely,
0: yeah. And so basically, I want to get into a more regular schedule of of doing these. Uh, If Thursdays work for you, that's cool. If uh, if there's a better day and you're watching the replay and you'd rather see it some other time, let us know in the comments because we do respond to every comment.
1: Oh, by the way, uh, there is one comment I just saw that I want to acknowledge. Uh, We are... Looking at this, the reason why we're looking at this so intensely is not just how, the degree to which we need to hedge our portfolio. If we see this thing start to turn around, like actually turn around, not the fake news, oh, there's a cure. There's no cure, guys, for coronavirus. But if we see something start to get better, I will. I love this market where it is right now. I will. Ru- there are so many trades I'm going to make. I actually see myself buying Wynn and buying LVS. And buying, like doubling down on some of my other equities right now, if, if, as soon as I see coronavirus start to lighten up. So I agree. We're going to see. a. I think the market potentially goes to new highs um, if we see coronavirus kind of dissipate. It's not happening yet, but there are a lot of reasons to keep a close eye on this virus. Absolutely. And with
0: that, I guess I'll guess I'll just thank you guys for watching. Hopefully you found this discussion helpful. If you did right now would be an excellent time to hit that thumbs up button. The YouTube algorithm loves it when you do that. If you're watching this live and we didn't get to you in the chat, please come back. We're gonna have the replay on and repost what you had to say in the comments so that we can respond to it. Uh, and again, our next episode with that uh, with it's it's very interesting. It's Chris's crazy scheme. You may have heard of coin rolling. That'll be Tuesday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Until then, I'm Dave Hansen for Chris and Jordan. Thank you. We are dumb money. We'll see you next time. Later.